Welcome to Business as Unusual, a podcast hosted by 360T, examining how firms in the FX industry are continuing to achieve business goals in an unusual working environment. Hello and welcome to Business as Unusual, 360T's podcast, where we're talking to a number of senior figures in the FX industry about how they have handled and adapted to um, what have to be, to say the least, been unusual circumstances. I'm joined today by Bav Trivedi from Merion Global Investors. Bav, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, thanks for inviting me on. Um, I've, t- I've always been told I've got the face for a podcast, so it's not to be <laughs> So I have to, I mean, I've never had so many people inquire after my health as I have recently, but I feel like it's the done thing now, so I need to check in. You're, you're doing well, you're doing okay, you're staying sane? Yeah, tip top. Yeah, that's what we like to hear. So... The first thing I wanted to ask you today, which is, you know, obviously, you know, firms the world over have been, you know, implementing business continuity plans and they've been adapting how they operate in light of the pandemic. I assume it was the same at at your firm. How disruptive or not did you find actually implementing the sort of your your BCP, this business continuity plan? Um, I think I think on the whole, it's been okay. Um, obviously not, not having the commute and getting a few extra minutes in bed is a massive plus. Um, <laughs> but I mean, well, I've been at Merion for three and a half years now and we've always had the ability to work from home. So I guess we've been quite progressive on that front. Um, but at the same time, I don't think the VPNs were ever designed for everyone to be using at the same time. Um, and I think sort of screen freezes and getting booted out of your system mid-trade are all kind of new risks that we've had to learn to deal with. Um, but I think the most disruptive thing um, for me is just the time it takes for things to get things done. Um, whether that's physically getting pricing back from traders or from salespeople or c- confirming levels with the PMs um, before executing. Um, it's definitely made the whole dealing process slower. Um, and then just generally not being able to physically see if people are on desk, you know, whether they're busy working yeah. on something else or, you know, whether they've been told to unload the dishwasher um, is all a new <laughs> challenge for us um, that we've had to deal with. But I think overall the transition to working from home has been fairly smooth. And so then on the fact that, that it takes you kind of longer to do things, I mean, are you, are you finding that uh, the time that you might be saving on the commute, you're just losing out from having to work longer? Um, I mean, I'm logging in a bit earlier than I would normally get in for, um, just because I'm getting up at the same time. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, there's the lack of kind of, because obviously you can't see people where they are or whatever. Um, just having, not being able to kind of take a break and stuff is quite challenging. Um, so you kind of need to get a bit more structure into your day. And I think at the start, it was a bit more of a challenge to kind of get, be able to step away from the desk. Whereas, you know, when you're in the physical office, you can just walk away. Um, not knowing if there's something coming around the corner um, is yeah. a bit more difficult now. And I mean, you mentioned kind of one challenge there. I mean, have there been kind of any other, what's been, perhaps I should put it this way, what's been kind of the biggest challenge that you feel, you know, you've had to, to solve for as you kind of adjust to this? Um, for me, I think it's the actual, the, the actual isolation of it all. I mean, I think aside from what I mentioned about not knowing if people are there or generally slowing down the day to day, I think sitting there with no one else around you to bounce off thoughts and ideas from um, yeah. and just generally, just generally having the lack of physical um, interaction with colleagues is quite tough. I mean, I think chatting on IB is fine most of the time. Um, but, you know, every morning I have a call with Anish, who's our head of fixed income dealing. Um, we have Zoom calls with the rest of the guys in the dealing desk. Um, and I try to speak with people as much as I can. Um, but it's, it's just quite frustrating not being able to just have a chat with your mates in the office. I, I, I hear you on that one. So I actually only joined 360T before this, uh, 
about a month before this all started and people got sent home. So I was right. still just learning from osmosis of being around other people and, and understanding how we do everything. So I, I agree yeah. that it is challenging not, not having that in the day-to-day. Mm. I mean, do you find that you're actually spending now, though, a lot of time, su- you said you try and talk to people as much as possible. I mean, do you find that, that actually that's sucking up quite a lot of time, having to do, you know, instead of just quickly asking someone a question, you know, doing a whole call or having to type out a chat, et cetera? Um, I think it's more, I mean, I, you kind of find times where you've got a little bit of downtime just to kind of, just to have a chat. Because I think yeah. it can, you know, I think the whole isolation thing can get a bit lonely and you kind of feel like you are working on your own, even if you're in a team. Um, so I think it's more just kind of if you've got a bit of downtime, just give someone a call, you know, just kind of make sure things are all right. If you've got an idea about something, talk to someone about it rather than doing stuff over IB or whatever. Um, I just think that's a, that's a better way of handling it for me. And I mean, have you, ha- you mentioned a few kind of different, you know, communication channels there. I mean, have you found that, that most of the, the kind of communication channels, virtual or otherwise, uh, have, have generally held up to, to people's requirements? Um, I think on the whole, yeah. I mean, I think they, you know, they serve a purpose and, you know, they, they do get utilised quite well. Um, I think it, it can be a bit more difficult if you've got a lot of people in on a Zoom call, for example, because um, I think it's, yeah. it's people don't necessarily want to talk and there's a bit dead, bit dead time uh, yeah, yeah, when yeah. you're having those calls. But, um, but you know, Everyone's I think, I think overall... Yeah, where kind of everyone just stops talking. But um, I think overall they've um, stood up to the task quite well. Shifting gears for a moment, I want to kind of ask you a few questions about the market because we obviously, in terms of volatility, we've gone from one extreme to the other. Mm. You know, they say that uh, in comedy, timing is everything. And there was an article from one of the FX trade publications with a big headline saying who killed FX volatility that was published right at the end of February. <laughs> obviously, obviously in retrospect seems quite funny. Yeah. Obviously, you know, it is strange that we went from, from one extreme, a long period of, of muted vol into very, very extreme volatility. Do you think that the, the FX markets handled this transition well? Um, I mean, I think, I think the FX market had grown accustomed to low vol. And the contraction spreads to kind of near brokerage levels in G10 in particular. Um, you know, that, that just became part of the course. But I think, you know, since kind of Trump's presidency and his kind of cheese dream tweets, um, I think short term vol in FX has certainly become a bit, short term spikes in FX vol has certainly become a bit more commonplace. Um, but I think this is the first time we've seen a sustained level of high volatility in many years. And for many market participants, for the first time in their careers. So I think this has tested the abilities of, the, of those people to kind of take on and handle risk in periods of such high stress. But I think even more so, it's probably tested the capabilities of banks, uh, banks and their e-pricing and auto-hedging. Um, I think with the move towards ele- electronification, the FX market over the last few years, I think speed of execution in fast-moving markets is so high priority now um, in terms of the execution factors. Um, we don't use algos um, personally, um, but um, I could, so I couldn't really comment on how they've performed. But from an RFQ perspective, we've seen a lot of banks hit the panic buttons on their streaming pricing, with good reason, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we've seen, we've seen a large disparity in terms of pricing coming back to normal um, to some degree from bank to bank. Um, and I think the current environment hammers home um, just how important the strength of the account and relationships is. Um, and that's something I've always felt is kind of paramount in, in achieving best execution, kind of working with banks rather than an us-be-them situation. Um, so I think it, feel, it feels like the market's handled it well. 
um, and we're seeing spreads at what feel like kind of reasonable levels. However, this may not be the case for everyone. But I think in, in these times, a relationship built on trust pays dividends. Um, and whether that's pushing less down the platform, which I'm sure you guys don't want to hear, um, or being mm. more transparent, <laughs> or being, just being more transparent and providing more feedback to banks, you know, like when their yeah. pricing seems off compared to their peers, um, will just help everyone to achieve better outcomes for what they're setting out to do. So I think that's a really interesting point that you've touched on there. I mean, obviously, as the kind of FX market continues, the, the quote-unquote electronification of this market kind of will only go in one direction. It, everybody expects it more products and more of it to trade uh, electronically than less, say. And I think in some quarters, the expectation was always that this increased electronification would, you know, over time, start to wear away at relationships. But you're saying that they're just as important as ever. Yeah, absolutely. And I think because I think the electronification came in where, you know, vol had been low and it's quite easy to get stuff done. But all of a sudden, you've got, to, you've got to put your trust back in the traders. And when you've, got, when you've got a large clip to do, you can't get that done on the platform necessarily. And if you want to put it through an algo, do you want to take on that market risk of um, you know, taking ages and then think, things moving against you, you know, things potentially not coming back? Um, so I think, you know, I think there'll be, you might see more of a kind of move towards kind of at best and potentially at worst stuff um, that we've seen in the past. And people just you know, having more of a relationship and more of a trust uh, more of a trust with traders and, sales, and their salespeople again. Okay. And then I guess one of the big questions is, uh, is this it? Is Vol back? Is it here to stay? I don't know if you have any, any thoughts on that. Um, I mean, I think, I think it's here to stay for a bit. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's going to, it can't stay at these elevator levels forever. Um, but I think obviously right. it's, you know, we, we are headline trading. Um, now, you know, as more and more news comes out about the current climate, um, things are things are whipping around. So I think you know, in the medium term, it's 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 definitely going to be higher than it was before. But I think you know, FX is quite a you know, it's it, it it's quite a strong beast, and it will come it will come back to its normal levels again at some point. Maybe not quite at the exact levels, but I think you know, spreads will return back to where they were ish. And have you been surprised at all by the extent or not that spreads have come back in after initially kind of blowing out? Um, as I said, I think it depends from bank to bank. I mean, right. and also currency to currency. I mean, you've obviously got a lot of moving parts in terms of the whole situation, whether it is, you know, when, especially for, from an EM to G10 perspective. Um, and I think different banks have reacted differently to, to, each, to each situation. Um, I mean, we're seeing some banks um, coming back to, you know, pretty tight spreads across the main kind of G10 currencies, um, whereas EM can be quite difficult um, to do still. So, I think it has been quite quick in some things, but other, other currencies will take a little bit longer. And uh, about the last thing I wanted to, to ask you before you go, because I know you can't see me, but I actually put on a shirt today for this. <laughs> it's a big occasion now, I'll have you know, okay? <laughs> I know you can't see me. Um, <laughs> are there any, you mentioned that you're kind of doing different uh, video calls and different channels with people. Are there any good novelty quarantine looks going on in, amongst your colleagues or clients or friends? In our office, we've got we've got some good ones. We've got a pretty pretty special mohawk. There's a couple of pirate beards, and um, <laughs> one person whose partner was allowed to cut their hair and seemingly did it with a bread knife. Anything like that on your end? <laughs> oh, are they still taking appointments? Because I think I could do with a cut myself. <laughs> um, um, I think I think most guys that I know have had a crack at growing a beard uh, with varying <laughs> degrees of success. 
Um, but I mean, I've heard about people um, raiding the fancy dress boxes for calls, kind of tiger onesies and out astronaut <laughs> outfit and a, and a carrot costume springing to mind. Um, one, one lesson that I have seen learned is that if you have a company business update on Zoom, um, either make sure you get dressed first or don't share your video. <laughs> Wise words for us all to live by right now, I think. <laughs> Bab, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on and uh, stay safe. You too, mate. Thank you for listening to Business as Unusual. Check the 360T website to catch up on past episodes and find new listings.